much for joining us today on episode number 135 of the Real Life Runners podcast. When is the perfect time to start? A lot of times we want to try to wait for the perfect time before we start something new or embark on a new adventure, but let's be honest, there is no perfect time to start, so why not start right now? This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Okay, so speaking of new starts, we just wanted to start this episode by welcoming all of the new members of our Real Life Runners Training Academy. We are so excited to start on your journey with you. A lot of you have been going already, you know, on your running journey, but now this is the the time that we get to start helping you along your journey and guiding you to achieve some of your goals. And so we just want to acknowledge all the new members of our tribe, of our Real Life Runners Training Academy, and just let you know that we are so excited that you're here with us. Yeah, the I mean the excitement of of kind of opening up the thing and, and bringing in new people it's it's always it's always a fun time to do. It is, and like we just had our first coaching call in our private Facebook group for our members, and it was so much fun. Like it, it just like we went for an hour, and it just flew by. Like I didn't even know how we had gone for that long because it was know, just so fun interacting with everyone. We we told the girls, all right, you guys are going to need to distract yourself for like half an hour or so. Yeah, roughly yeah. half an hour, and suddenly an hour goes by and they're kind of like peeking their heads around the corner like are you guys still talking yeah (laughs) yeah but it was so fun and this new group that we have is so engaged and excited and we are just so excited as your coaches to be working with you now and to really just see what new possibilities open up for you so welcome congratulations for investing in yourself and we're just super excited to be with you so Today, we're going to be talking about these new things, like starting new things, because a a lot of times starting a new thing can be kind of a scary thing. And we've talked in previous episodes about the fear of the unknown and some of these things that can hold us back. And we're kind of continuing a little bit along those lines today, but we're taking a different angle on it. Kind of a different angle. Um, I think the, the approach that I want to aim for off of this one is before people like to start something, they like everything to be lined up nicely for them. They're ducks in a Yeah, it's essentially they've got a checklist. Like as soon as I can check off all of these boxes, then I'll be ready to start doing that thing. Mm -hmm. And so so we're like, well, okay, but aren't you really just going to keep adding things to that checklist so that you're actually never going to be ready like it it's kind of beyond excuses i want to talk about excuses also but it's literally a list of like these are the things i need to make sure i've got perfectly done Mm -hmm. that everything is in order and then i'll be good to go as though somehow life is going to perfectly line up and be like yes now is your perfect opportunity to train for a half marathon or whatever whatever the thing is Mm -hmm. like everything's just going to clear out and poof now is your time right and i think that you know we understand that that's not really going to happen like most of us that are living in reality understand (laughs) that that's not usually the way it works like you basically just have to make a decision that now is the time and and that's really what the episode comes down to you know that's kind of the synopsis so if you want to save yourself 45 minutes of listening to us you know that's kind of the, the whole point here is that 
you basically need to make the decision that it's time for you to start something new and then you start. Like that's how it works in running, that's how it works in life because in our current environment we can create tons of excuses of why we shouldn't start something new. You know, a lot of people wanted to train for a race and maybe they had one picked out and then that race got canceled. So like, well, my race doesn't exist anymore so I guess I don't have to run or I guess I don't have to start on a training plan or I guess I can just kind of slack off for a little while like yeah. and, and and maybe we do it consciously and maybe we do it unconsciously you know right now is this very weird thing that we're trying to navigate through and it's something that none of us have ever been exposed to before in our life so we're all handling it in a very different way and we tend to um, revert to different patterns of thinking and behavior depending on your background, depending on your life experience up to this point. There's different patterns that we can kind of fall back into. Well, yeah, also depending on on what kind of information you're taking in during the day. Mm-hmm. Like if you are constantly refreshing your newsfeed and just reading one like pandemic story after the next, after the next, after the next, all you're doing is feeding into fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like you're simply pointing out like this is the worst possible scenarios this is like the the worst story the bad story and another one like yeah every once in a while there's a story of glimmer and hope and stuff like that but you're like yeah i just want i want details to what's happening and how bad is this and like how long am i going to be stuck in my house and things like that and it just it feeds into fear and when you're leading with your mind frame coming from from fear anxiety you're not really open to new possibilities Mm -hmm. like it puts you into this sort of personal sheltered environment is you don't want to try any new things you just want to stay super super um, close and safe in your comfort zone Mm -hmm. right because the area outside of our comfort zone can be scary and we talked about that in a recent episode about the whole idea of being in our comfort zone and trying to come out of our comfort zone and how we tend to try to stay in it as much as possible, especially when we are faced with a new possibility. And we talked about ways to get out of it and the reasons we would want to get out of it and those kind of things. But today we're going to talk a little bit more about the time issue because I feel like time is one of the excuses that we feel that we hear a lot right when when we ask when we talk to people about working out specifically running you know like why don't you run more why don't you work out more most people cite lack of time right which tends to be more of a a lack of priority I would argue right and we have argued that in the past you know because we all have the same 24 hours in a day it's just a matter of what we choose to prioritize and what we choose to do with that time and and obviously different people's lives look totally different like our life looks totally different than someone else's but it's all just about what works for you what kind of time commitments are important to you what do you trying to prioritize in your life right now like how much stress do you have what kind of commitments do you have with your family or with your work Um, there's all sorts of things that we need to think about in our life that are real things so we're not saying that this lack of time is not a real thing but we're just saying that it's the way that we choose to frame it in our mind it's the way that we choose to look at it because if your workout if your run is a priority to you because it makes you healthier because you want to get faster, whatever it is that goes back to that deep-seated why, then you will find the time for it because it will take priority over some things that are possibly a lower priority. Right. And this, you know, to, to look at time from a sort of different way, it's sort of where we started uh, started the episode is trying to find the, the perfect time to start your, your activity. I'm sort of like, oh, well, back in, in January 1st, I thought that would be the perfect time to start. And, you know, people get all gung-ho on a new plan at the start of the new year and 
after it hits that, they don't have something that's triggering them. They don't have something that's being like, oh, this is this is the sign that it, I'm going to start my new activity. Mm-hmm. Like, they're literally, like, waiting for the clouds to part above them and for, like, this voice to come down and be like, yes, now is time to begin. Like, that's just not how, how it really works. There's not usually going to be this massive sign from the universe that says, go. Unless, you know, there's a pandemic that decides to drop onto the world right well there is that aspect of it so i keep wanting to say global pandemic and then every time i say it you correct me can we talk about that for a second because i keep wanting to say like a global pandemic because i feel like just saying pandemic is not enough like it doesn't like i know it is enough because it's inherent in the word pandemic that's the meaning of it i get that but i just feel like global pandemic just emphasizes it (laughs) I don't. I don't know what. To, I don't know what other word you can use besides global there. Like sure, but it, it's it's a pandemic. <laughs> the pan part covers the global aspect of it. That's the whole. That's but, the worldwide issue. That's right. why it's a pandemic. So if you're waiting for a clear sign from the universe to open up some time, perhaps you might have some more of that now. Maybe you don't. You know, like maybe you have to work. You have to continue working your regular job, and you now have to also figure out how to homeschool your kids and try to figure out um, daycare situations or, or whatnot so that you can go to work. So maybe your time now is more crunched than it used to be, and maybe it's not. Maybe you can't go to work anymore. Maybe you got laid off. Maybe you um, have to work from home now because you can't go to the office anymore. So that's just opens up your commute time, right? Like if you used to commute a half an hour to work and a half an hour home, that's an, an hour of your day that you've just gotten back. Even if you still have to work the same amount of time actually you know, doing your job. So yeah, that's an interesting perspective because some people are like, oh, well, I still have to do all of my, all of my job. Mm -hmm. And you looked at it and were like, yeah, but you just gained an hour during the day where you would be commuting. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you look at it from a negative perspective, people are like, yeah, I've never done this remote working. So I'm trying to get the same amount of work done, but now I've got to do it remotely. And that just takes me even longer. And for some people it might. Right. But it's it's a matter of whether you're trying to look at your current situation and find new time yeah. or you're looking at your current situation and saying, no, 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 this is simply only going to make it harder. Everything that's happening is going to make what I'm trying to do a more difficult situation. Yeah, sure. You could look at it from that way. Or you could simply say that it's just going to make it a new situation. So if you want to find time to work out, you just have to look into the day and find that time. Mm-hmm. And it might be in a different place than it used to be. It might not be where you expect to find it, but you just pointed out, like if you had a decent commute before, you don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. If you're working remotely, maybe that's some time. Yeah. I have a friend that was, that commuted one hour to work each way. So she just gained two hours in her day. Like that's huge, you know, so you can find this time. And if you, part of think, um, another thing that people always talk about is having time to work out like they need this massive amount of time and and sure it does take time to work out but it might not take as much time as you think it does there are other alternatives if you don't have an hour to work out or two hours to work out like you used to what about 30 minutes can you find 15 minutes somewhere in the day can you find 30 minutes in the day I just did a workout today with our girls here in our house that 
took less than 20 minutes like and I was dripping in sweat that was a heck of a good workout and if you follow me on Instagram you can see it um if you mm-hmm. catch this on the day that it's released because otherwise it'll go down in 24 hours as you say it's in your story I, it, I filmed it and I'll put it there yeah I guess I could make it into a highlight and put it make a little family workout highlight there you go um but the whole point is there is time. It's just number one, if you choose to find it. And number two, what excuses you have around it in the first place. Because if you have been making excuses in the past, if you keep telling yourself that you don't have time, now if you do actually have more time, you're just going to find another excuse. Because if old excuses are removed, if there's something that you really don't want to do in your life, you're just going to find another excuse to replace the old one. And that's what it ultimately comes down to is whether this is something that you actually want to do. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of creating excuses because shoot, I could sit here and just rattle off an endless list of excuses. But if you actually really want to do something, then no excuse is going to be good enough. No excuse is going to get in your way of mm-hmm. getting that thing accomplished. You'll find some way of doing it. Right. You know, it's the difference. Uh, I forget where I heard this example come up, but they were like, you know, if your kid calls to you from down the hall, mom, I stubbed my toe. You may finish what you're doing and then go make sure that their toe is okay. But if you get a call from school that your kid just broke their arm, you're going to the hospital mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter what you were in the middle of doing. It's a, it's a priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the difference between how big of a situation that is. And you can go to the, the kid's injury, but the same situation applies to any aspect you want. If it's important enough, there will not be an excuse. Right. So what would happen if we actually accepted that there is no perfect time for us to start something or to do something? What if we actually realize that the path to satisfaction will not be perfectly straight and easy? Oh, yeah. That's what everybody's hoping for. You know, the the clouds part and then the path is made just, oh, I just take that straightforward, easy path and there's, there's no complications. It's a smooth, paved road. It might even be downhill. This is going to be a great journey. That's not even going to be a satisfying journey. It's not going to be satisfying. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the key, I think, to all of this is understanding that the more effort that we put into something, the more satisfying that outcome is. And I think that's one of the things that brings us to running in general. Like running is not an easy thing. You don't come into running being like, oh, running, it just looks so easy. And like, it's simple, <laughs> but it's not easy, right? I mean, it's simple. It's accessible. That's Those are definitely things that bring people into running. You don't sure, need a lot of equipment, accessible. right? But it's definitely not easy. Like, And you pretty much figure that out on your first run. Yeah. And then, and on your second and usually the third and fourth. In the, in the first two weeks. Right. And then <laughs> and then after like two weeks of going, you're like, oh, I think I've got this. It is easy. And then like three days later, you get another one of those runs. And you're just like, nope, I was wrong. This is still not easy. Right. Because like, it's not supposed to be easy. Because it's not as fulfilling and satisfying if it is easy. Because it's about overcoming those things and proving to yourself day after day and step after step that you can do hard things. Right. But I mean, on on the bigger picture, beyond even just running, was any major goal? I mean, you can pause and just think about this for a second. Have you accomplished any major goal in your life that you are proud of? Something that you would tell other people like, I did this. 
and it, and you didn't have to put effort forth into it. Mm. You know, like, is there anything that just fell into your lap that you are so proud of that accomplishment? Or did it fall into your lap and you feel like it was almost like dumb luck that it fell into your lap? I mean, I know that I've done things before that I felt were just easy and I don't have that same sense of pride around them. Even if like in the eyes of other people, in the eyes of the world, whatever, you know, in the eyes of the community, if it was like a big thing, if I feel like it just, yeah, yeah, that's just kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it, it's just, like, it wasn't that hard. That's what I did. That's what I accomplished. And, and it was a good thing, and I'm happy that I did it. And, and of course, there's a sense of pride around it, but it's not as much pride as the other things that I know that I worked really hard for. Yeah, and, I mean, this, I think, relates nicely into running uh, about trying to hit things like PRs and, and certain numbers on a clock, you know, breaking two hours and a half marathon or breaking 20 minutes in a 5K, and you pick whatever round numbers you like. Mm-hmm. I like twos and zeros, apparently, with my examples <laughs> there. Um, but whatever the number is, when you do it, you can be happy and excited that you hit whatever that number was, but you can then always find a smaller number that you can keep going after. But if you really pause, what gets you so excited? Like I can, I can clearly remember the first time that I broke 10 minutes in the two mile in high school. Mm-hmm. I remember... What is your two mile PR? 9.36. I remember laying in the grass, like I can totally picture exactly like how the setup of the track was because it happened at a home dual meet and I can picture the tree that I was like dry heaving underneath like I remember (laughs) all of the things around this and then I got up and I had to race another two mile a week later and I was I was satisfied with that that two mile it was exciting I was now curious how much faster I could get but what I was most satisfied with was all of the work that I put in that winter all the work that I put in in like two months of track season that had already been going that's where you actually gain the satisfaction the journey is way more satisfying than the destination and the journey's not satisfying if the path is so simple and straightforward yeah I think that's true so if we do accept that there is no perfect time like that's when we can just jump in because if yeah you can (laughs) (laughs) because it's true like life is messy like you and I were even talking about this with the stock market today you know like (laughs) we just got our refund check from the IRS which was great and I said okay what should we do with this money now like should we should we take some of this and invest it in the stock market? And, you know, you had some interesting thoughts on that. Like, it depends on how long you'd like to leave it in there. Because guessing which day it's going to be up 5% and which day it's going to be down 5%, like, it's so volatile right now Mm -hmm. that it's kind of a scary thing to suggest that you could put money in and quickly get a return over this. Well, yeah, I I mean, I don't think you can quickly... The stock market in general, you you shouldn't really think about it that way. Some people do, you know. Some and some people make a lot of money doing that. And you some know? people lose a lot of money doing lose that. A lot. I mean, it's gambling, right? But if it's legal gambling, if you're trying to get short term gains off of it, then yes, it's legal gambling. If you're trying to get short term gains off of your running, mm-hmm. it's also gambling with your injuries. Mm. Like, all right, I ran 20 miles last week. This week I'm going to run 40, and next week I'm going to run 60. I'm going to get in really good shape. Really Really fast. Maybe you might, you might be able to pull that off or you could blow out your knee. Mm. One or the others, like that tendonitis could be right there and that's going to be excruciating and now you're out for a month. Or it's possible that you run those two weeks, then you take like one week recovery and at the end of it, you hit some crazy 5k PR. Right. 
but you don't know because you're trying to shortcut it. Instead of enjoying the long journey, you're trying to find that shortcut. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the journey. I think that's another reason that comparison can be so dangerous. You know, like you might, you might see somebody that's done something like that and quite frankly, they might have just gotten lucky. You know, like they might have just pushed that envelope right to the very edge without going over. And your body probably won't respond the same way. Like it might, but, you know, or maybe you could do more. You know, maybe you could do more than that person. Maybe you could do less. You don't really know because you're not that person, you know. So that's one thing I think is that's so dangerous about comparison is like seeing what other people are doing and thinking that you can have the same if you go to the running example of trying to like super increase and ramp up your mileage 20 to 40 to 60, maybe you saw somebody on Instagram and they were like, I ran 20 miles last week and now I did 40. I'm aiming for 60 next week. And then you keep following them and they crush a PR and you're like, well, clearly that's, that's the secret. That's the training secret. If you don't know their background history, like maybe they were consistently running 60 miles. And then and maybe they, they maybe they just like disappear from Instagram for six months and you don't <laughs> see any posts from them. Yes, where they're, they're just completely injured. They've got this whole like <laughs> cast around their leg. And They've they got, just didn't give you that part because it wasn't the highlight reel. Right, because Instagram is all about putting the highlight reels on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I, sometimes my pictures do not look very highlight reel-esque. Your pictures? Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to... Talk about your photography skills another day. Yeah, sure. But you you are very insightful. So if you guys don't follow Kevin, <laughs> you should also follow Kevin on Instagram. Um, you can find the the website or the the podcast at, on Instagram at Real Life Runners, and then there's links on there to each of our personal profiles because we have the Real Life Runners podcast Instagram, which is fun and it's filled with inspirational quotes and episode stuff and um, things like that to motivate you as a runner. It's very motivational. Uh, yeah, I, I love that site, and then we also have our own personal accounts if you want to kind of follow our personal running journey they are different they are very different (laughs) they are different indeed so getting back to where we were here so the universe in all likelihood is not going to just change so that you can see the light or you know maybe it will in the form of a pandemic a pandemic or a global pandemic (laughs) you'd like to be redundant and repeat yourself i like Uh. to be repetitive as well (laughs) <laughs> All right, so usually the universe isn't going to change for you. The, the thing that needs to change is, is you. It's a perspective thing. The universe won't change for you, but you can change the universe. Yes, you can completely change the universe. Because it's your universe. Yes, that's, that's the crazy deep part is the way that you look at the world mm-hmm. changes what the world shows you. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there... Say that again. The way that you look at the world changes the way that the world appears back to you. You changed your words around that time. Dang it! (laughs) All right, let me try it again. The way that you look at the world changes what the world shows you. You got it. Okay. And we definitely did not just stop the episode and rewind and listen to it again. I just talk. I just kind of let words fly out of my mouth. (laughs) I am not in control of the words coming out of my mouth. (laughs) We got a rough outline and then we just go. And every once in a while, insightful things come out of my mouth. It's just, it's how I work. Yeah. Can you guys tell that this is not a scripted show? (laughs) It's just not how we work here. Um, So... 
but the the point here is that your perspective controls literally the entire universe. Totally. So if you look at the world as saying, I've got all of these excuses already lined up. Okay, this is why I can't do it. Here's another reason why I can't. Here's another reason why I can't. The universe will show you examples of those excuses. Totally, because our brain literally will filter out all of the information except for that what we're looking that which we're looking for. Because our brain, okay, so our brain is basically divided into the subconscious brain and the conscious brain. And the conscious brain is only about five to ten percent of what's actually happening. Like our subconscious brain filters out about ninety-five percent of the information that's coming in at any given point in time. Like it's sometimes during the day I'm pretty sure that I'm only operating at like one percent conscious brain. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Like just now when I was trying to repeat what I just said. (laughs) No. But I mean this is true and and this has been proven by neuroscience that we filter out about ninety-five percent of all of the stimuli that is around us at any given point in time. And one of the things that like to, one of the things that people point to to prove this phenomenon is like how many times like if you're getting a new car, right? And if you're looking for a new car and you're trying like there's say there's one model and color of car that you really like, suddenly when you're out driving around, you see that exact car all over the place. And yes. it's not that those cars weren't there before and just magically appeared. Those cars have always been there. You just haven't noticed them. And that's kind of the point here is that you are only going to notice the things that your brain deems as important. So if you start telling your brain that different things are important, then it will start noticing those things instead and reinforcing those pathways. And that's why gratitude and positivity and optimism are things that you can actually practice, that you can actually get better at. And they are actually things that can change the way you look at the world. Because if you start looking at the world through the lens of gratitude and positivity, the world is going to show you more of that because your brain is going to actually filter all of the the things around you to just show you things that are going to support that worldview. Right. That's that's the best way that it works out is you lead with the positive and the world gives you more things to be positive about. Mm-hmm. If you lead with the negative, if you lead with the I can't do this, it yep. will continue to support your your excuses. It will continue to help you justify your excuses by providing you more evidence towards the excuse side. So if you look for reasons why you can do this, why there is available time, like wake up at the beginning of the day or before you go to bed the night before say, there's going to be time in my day tomorrow where I'm going to be able to work out and make a legit honest like number on this one. I'm going to find a half hour in the day tomorrow and this is what I'm going to do for my workout. And that time is there. And so then because you're looking for that time, you don't accidentally fill it with something like scrolling through Facebook for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of it too is trying to actually look and find the time beforehand is very helpful too. Like don't just wait for it to appear. I mean, sometimes that can happen. Sometimes things can happen and time can just appear in our day where we think that we're going to be busy with something and then maybe a meeting gets canceled and then all of a sudden you have that extra half an hour or hour. Things like that can definitely happen, but it's better if you actually look at it the day before or the week before and kind of plan things out and say, okay, I'm gonna, I know that I'm going to be here from this time to this time and I know that I can get my workout in here to here and s- try to find those periods of time 
ahead of time. <laughs> I'm saying time a lot. Yes. But, you know, try and, trying to find those areas and pockets where you can fit things in ahead of time is going to be a much more successful strategy moving forward. Right. So if you take this to a, an even bigger thing than just trying to find that that time opportunity for exercise or for whatever like new thing you're aiming towards, um, look towards the positive of the universe and it will show you more positives. Mm-hmm. Look for the light and the universe will show you light. Look for darkness and the universe is going to give you a whole lot of negative things around you. Mm-hmm. Look for the light. And then be bold enough to see the light in places where you don't expect it Mm. like be bold enough to be like oh well I didn't expect to see something that was going to bring joy to my day as I like I don't know, went to the grocery store. I didn't think that I was going to find something that was going to brighten my day as I drove down the street. I didn't think it was going to come at this point. But if you are just going to always be looking for the light, then it's going to come to you in unexpected places and look for it. Like, be open to the possibility that it could come at different times and in places that you did not expect it. I totally agree with you. I just, I find it very interesting the way that you phrased that. You said, be bold enough to see the light. I think a a bold action is any time that you're you're going into an unexpected circumstance. Mm-hmm. I think that that calls upon you to to come into that situation with bold action. And I think literally looking for I mean it doesn't seem like it's this huge courageous thing to say I'm going to find light as I go through my day-to-day actions, but I think that that is a big step. I think to say that in, you know, getting the kids up and ready for the day, like this is just something that you do every single day. And instead of just going into this like casual routine, take the step and say, I'm going to find the positive during this. I'm going to find like, not just a little positive, like, oh, it was nice that my kid gave me a hug this morning. I'm going to find significant positives out of this. Like there are big positive things happening all day long. This goes to the whole idea of gratitude is be grateful for everything everything in your life. You know, we do gratitude during our, our dinner time. Like we go around the table and everybody says a thing that they're grateful for. And basically everybody says something that was really, really happy during mm-hmm. the day because it's really easy to be grateful for things that bring you quick joy. Right. What about being grateful? What about finding joy in things that at first glance should not be joyful. Mm -hmm. What about being grateful for things that seem like they could be frustrating? Mm -hmm. Like there is still joy in that. It might not be there at first glance, but there is joy in that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you that like there's definitely, you can have gratitude for the harder moments in life. Joy I think is people are going to have to stretch a little bit to get there and practice in order to find quote-unquote joy in those moments but I think that we can definitely have gratitude for those moments because of the lessons that we can learn from them and how they help to shape us as a person how they help us to grow and expand and try to figure out new things and figure out ways to control our reactions to things and and our emotions and our feelings and come out better on the other side of things. Because like you said, there are these moments in our day that are very frustrating, that are very tense or stressful, whatever word you want to put on it. And those things are often seen as negative, but they can also be seen as a positive if, if we choose to see them that way. I mean, there's there's going to be both sides. Yeah. Like most situations are not all negative or all positive. Like I went through today and I was doing remote teaching with all of my classes yeah. and it was a really long day for me. 
Like I was doing Zoom calls with everybody and then I was giving like remote quizzes to all of my classes and one of the classes just started putting comments and it was funny because the class was literally feeding on itself is one person put up a comment that everybody else in the class could see that said that quiz was really hard. Mm-hmm. And it happened in one of my classes. I gave a quiz to five different classes. Yeah. And that comment was followed with, I agree, are we getting test corrections? Yeah, test corrections would help, or just a chance to redo it. Yeah, that test was really, really hard for me. And like, and it just kept going and going and going and going. Yeah. I didn't have a single comment out of any of my other classes. Mm-hmm. Because the other classes didn't have the person start the first negative comment. Mm-hmm. And once it started negative, then it snowballed that direction. I feel like a lot of times negative comments tend to snowball more than positive in a lot of ways. Like it's what I've seen happen in a lot of like the group chats that I'm a part of right now. Yeah. Like negatives are very easy to build on. You know, there's a lot of group, like I'm, I'm a part of different group chats with different groups of friends and moms and school moms and different parents and all, all sorts of stuff. And it's like when someone makes a comment that's negative about what's going on, there's a lot of snowball, you know, like other, other people jumping on and kind of saying, and I'm like, man, like sometimes I look at the comments and I'm like, man, these, it's all very negative. And like, and then I'll try to like insert a positive thing and it won't <laughs> have the same traction. Yeah. It, it, it's just, <laughs> it it's one random positive comment yeah, sitting there. And that's, it doesn't have the same traction. But that's why I like this podcast. That's why I like our whole real life runners community is it's such a group of positive people yeah. that I feel like it might not be the biggest fire burning right now, mm-hmm. but it's it's an ember burning. I think and it's, we're I think we're a little bit bigger than an ember relative to the world. Yeah, it's it's a fire and it's starting and it can spread, and it's trying to spread through a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. But everyone listening right now can spread joy to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has the ability to make another person in their day. And I know we're all like off isolated in homes and stuff. You have a way of making somebody smile today. Mm -hmm. And then that person has a way of making another person smile. And you can build this chain reaction. You probably have a way of making a handful of people smile. And they can each make more people smile. And it can grow that direction. And it might not grow as quickly and as easily as negative reactions can just start snowballing. And Mm -hmm. suddenly everybody can just have a giant complaint session complain session that's what those things are known as right (laughs) (laughs) but you can spread positivity yeah and i think that that is leads us well into our our next point which is now is a really good time really any time is a good time for us to just pause and reflect because if we accept that there is no perfect time and that the path won't be perfectly straight and easy and that the universe isn't just going to change overnight unless we choose to change it I think it's time for us to then take just, to just stop and pause and reflect on what is that message that we're sending out to the world? What do we want to get back in return? Because I think that even if positivity, like like you said, maybe you don't see a ton of positivity around you, maybe you should take a reflection and just think about what you're surrounding yourself with. Who are the, the friends in your circle, the family, like the news? The, what are you surrounding yourself? What do you... Ch- choosing to consume right now yes what are you choosing to consume i want to highlight that one because you pointed out news you almost never 
listen to the news. Me? Yeah. You, Not at all. Like, you don't listen to the news. You don't read through, like, headlines on mm-hmm. your phone or anything and try and keep up. But you have been. You've been doing it less this week. Yeah. But, like, last week, you were following some headlines and trying to, like, follow a little bit of news and the virus and, like, what kind of restrictions we were having on ourselves. And I don't think that helped the positivity of our house. No. No, I, I mean, it, it doesn't because, it, and but that also goes back to that fear of the unknown and anxiety and, you know, feeding into that too. But then if you want to look at, you know, the other side of it, the other hand, information is very good. You know, being educated, being informed is very important to an extent. To an extent. Right. But then once you have enough information, mm-hmm. you don't need more and then more, right. and then more. And that's right, part of the issue with, with the, the internet right now is there is nothing but information. Well, p- part of the, the thing here is, like, it's not essential for me right now. Like, it was essential <laughs> for me to know, do I need to stay at home? Do I need, like, what do I need to do to protect us? Like, I need to know how to protect our family. I need to know what precautions we need to be taking. So I educated myself on that, You right? need to know, like, the hours that stores are open. I need to know these things, okay? The, those things are important. But... Am I going to be able to help people in New York right now? And, you know, so is it important that I know the death toll that's happening in New York City? No. Is it important that I know the death toll here? No, it's not. Like, I need to do whatever I can to protect us and then also to protect other people by us staying home, right? Like, that was an important thing for me to know. Like, how can I play a role? What part can I play in this? And I felt like I educated myself. I read enough. And I, I've i made a decision on what we needed to do as a family. Like, when you and I talked, I needed to, you know, I, I felt like this is certain things that I needed to do with my patients and the other work that I was doing. And, and, you know, should I pull back? Should I continue seeing patients? Like, what should I do in this whole situation? And I made those decisions. And then here we are. Like, you know, we're going to kind of, we're going to keep informed. But so far, nothing's really changed. I know that we're, we need to stay home. We need to restrict ourselves. We need to extri- restrict our exposure. And that's just what we're doing. So here we are. So it's for me to continue to try to keep up with what's going on with the news and with the vaccine and and all these different things. Why? Yeah, it it kind of reminds me because... During hurricane season, I'm one of those people who likes to get the updates on a regular basis yeah, and see what's those. happening. I do. I like the updates. I don't even know that there's storms happening. Right. I give you an update that, like, once the storm is close enough, once we might actually have an issue, I give you the update. Oh, by the way, did you know that there's a storm and it's only, like, a couple hundred miles away? Right. I and, give you the information when you that. need it. Yes. Well, and I'm going to hear that. You know, like, what, I'm, I'm involved in enough communities between our school, between friends groups, between our running group that I'm going to hear about important things that happen. Yes. So you don't need to go out of your way to find more stories that go beyond your needed information. Correct. And this is kind of where people are at is you don't need to feed in more negatives. You are well enough informed. And it's possible that some people might need to be more informed. Like if you're in the medical community, like depends on what it is that you're, sure. that you're working with, of course. your level of information may be different, but you don't need more than your required level of information, especially if it's negative information. And that kind of goes along with the more is not always better idea. So when we take time to pause and reflect, like the signs might not be obvious, but they are there when we actually stop to look for them. So if we're telling ourselves that we don't have enough time for something or that we don't have enough money for something or that we don't have 
whatever we might need for something. Is it an excuse or are you just choosing not to see something? Like, so we've been talking a lot about time. I think money is an issue for a lot of people too, Mm -hmm. especially now. And money could be a real issue. So we're not judging and telling you that you're making up excuses that don't really exist. But how much is it actually restricting you? Like what else in your life are you paying for that maybe you don't need to be paying for? If it is a priority for you to get a new pair of running shoes or, you know, sign up for um, a program, a health and fitness program or find a coach or do those things, is that a priority for you? Or is your Netflix subscription more of a priority to you? Like, and the two might not be equal, but you could probably find a couple places where you might be spending money that you could redirect to other areas. Yeah. If it was important enough. Yeah. And it goes all the way back to priorities, which a lot of things go back to priorities. It goes back to what you're focusing your attention on. Mm -hmm. Like, is is your attention in, in that example? It's a great one. A lot of people are hanging out at home and they're just streaming endless things. So I got I got a Netflix account and a Hulu account and a Disney account and HBO's come out with stuff now. Right. And let me just stream constantly. Like how much is your cable bill? <laughs> you know, like cable is for real. Like I mean, when we we haven't had cable for years, but when we used to pay for cable, it's expensive. And you know, even the basic cable was expensive. And then you just keep adding on layers from there, like. I was talking to a friend of mine um, probably a year or two ago and she was going through and kind of just trying to streamline her bills. Like, you know what? Yep. We, we just need to like take a look at these things because sometimes, especially if you have things on auto pay, like oh, they'll yeah. just, they'll mm-hmm. increase your price and you might not even know it because it might just be 5% here and then 10% here. It might just be a small increase over time and, and then those small increases add up and you're like, wait a second, what am I actually paying here? Like you might not have any idea. Yeah, and remember so, that, that cable bill that you, you were paying for yeah. and you, you had a six month like bonus price? Or three years. Like a lot of them now do these like three-year introductory price and so after three years you totally forget about it like completely 30 days you're gonna remember you know like oh i have have to remember that i have to cancel that in 30 days like you know you get the trial subscription or whatever right or you know that your promotional rate is going to expire after a couple months but if it's a promotional rate for three years you have no clue you put it on auto pay because they tell you that you save 10 percent with that you (laughs) know and then it just keeps going away like the, the bill just keeps getting paid so back to my friend she went through and she was like oh my god we are they were spending over two hundred dollars on their cable bill every month because they had you know the sports package and then the upgraded sports package and you know like so many different upgrades that they had added on without realizing what that amounted to yeah the cable cable is kind of funny because people were like oh, i don't i don't need cable i can just get everything that i need through whatever streaming service but then like you also needed that other streaming service to get this thing that you right. wanted and then this other streaming service to get that thing you wanted mm-hmm. and so somebody made it make a joke they're like i have six streaming services but what i really want is just like this small piece out of each of them do you think anybody could just take like the very uh, let's call it basic pieces out of all of them <laughs> and put them together in something and we'll call it like a basic cable package. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. That's like, what they wanted. Right. And if we're going to go like back to that, right? Exactly. Like, everybody thought that cable was like the 
evil thing. Yeah, cable's and, done. And now we're going to go individual things, and then you realize you're paying more than you were if you were just having your basic cable subscription. Yeah, so, right. you know, take, take a moment to pause and see what's actually going on around you. Yeah. There are signs. There are things that, that you might not be noticing. Take a, take a pause. Um, personally, I like to pause as I go off on a lengthy run and just reflect on that. I like to take the headphones out of my ears and just go run and think about stuff. Put something in your mind before you take off running and even without like consciously thinking about it step after step after step, your brain will just start working on it as you go off and run. Same thing if you start thinking about something before you go to sleep at night. Yes. And you have to be careful with this because you have to know yourself well enough to know whether or not you're going to have like crazy brain because sometimes I get crazy brain where you start thinking about something and then you just keep thinking about it so much that you can't fall asleep. Yeah, suddenly it's 2.30 in the morning right. and you're still kicking. Suddenly, Yeah, suddenly it's crazy brain. But if you just say, okay, brain, I've got this issue. I need you to figure it out for me overnight. And I'm just going to like put it there and then I'm going to go to sleep. And, and don't let yourself go down the rabbit hole. Just kind of bring it to your brain's conscious attention and let, let your subconscious brain work on that overnight because it will do it. Like a lot of times when you wake up in the morning – you might have more clarity around a topic that you might not realize. You know, your brain was kind of working on that all night long to try to get clarity around it, to, to give you the answers that you need. But are you open enough to receive it? And I think this is what these moments of pause and reflection can allow us to do. They can allow us to actually hear the answers that our brain wants to give us or that the universe wants to give us or that God wants to give us, whatever your belief system is, like there are messages that we can receive, but we have to open up the space to receive them. And running is a really great way for that to happen. And if you can't go off on a full run without something in your ear, just do it for a portion of it. You know, like just like Kevin said, maybe just start the run. Do it for five minutes, ten minutes, see how it goes. And then if you want, throw those earphones back in or do it at the end of the run. You know, the last five to ten minutes of the run, get back into that kind of state of mind. Or after your run, if you want to, if you stretch for ten minutes or something after your run, maybe use that time to kind of reflect and, and take a little pause. Yeah, I mean, so often during our day, and I mean, this is a, a, a body efficiency thing, is we run our day essentially on autopilot. So we just plow through our day, our entire life, blinded to any other alternative pathways because we just need to stay focused on our current view. And this sort of wipes out side paths. Like any sort of new choices or any new opportunities, we don't even look at them because we're so focused on the path that we're on. And so instead of seeing that there's an opportunity off to the side, you don't see that. You see a wall of an excuse of why you can't get to that opportunity. So when you're able to pause, you can look over these walls of excuses that you're creating and see, oh, these are possibilities. I wonder if I could find a path that gets me towards those possibilities. Mm -hmm. Like you can just kind of pull back and instead of just getting through every day, because that doesn't sound satisfying, getting through every day. Mm. Like pause. And I'm not saying that you have to just, you know, sit around and meditate for three hours out of your day. Like that'd be cool. Most of us don't have three hours to just sit and go all Zen and figure out what we're doing with our lives. I don't think most of us could do that right now. No. Because we're just too busy. Like the world and the culture that we live in today 
like basically promotes busyness. Like being busy is a, like a badge of honor. Yes. Like if you don't have time to do something, that's almost seen as like, yeah, that person must be really important because they've got all these things to do. Like people, I, I know that like when I talk to people that I haven't spoken to in a while or even those that I do speak to a lot, I'm like, how you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm good. I'm busy. Yeah, you know, like, it's I'm just, good, I'm busy. It's, yeah. a, it's a synonymous thing, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily synonymous. Right, but if we do take that time to reflect, even if it's just a little bit, the benefits are huge. Right, and then you can actually see more possibilities instead of just trying to continue to check things off your day, of saying like, okay, well, these are the things that I have to get done with my day. Check, 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 and I'm done. I win. I made it through that day. Maybe... There are Sometimes other we things. need days like that. No, and you do, but you also periodically need a chance to be able to pause yeah. and look for things besides just getting through that day. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are other things that could bring you greater joy, greater satisfaction, greater happiness. Yeah, totally agree. So what is it that you've been putting off that you've been trying to wait for time or more time or the perfect time to do? Is it something that you want to actually do? Like, that's number one. Like, decide whether or not it's something that you actually want to do and whether or not it's something that's actually important to you and you've just been putting it off. Or is it something that you don't actually care that much about and you don't really want to do it in the first place? Then just take it off your plate. And then if you actually just take it off your plate, guess what goes with it? All the guilt of not doing that thing. Yes, which is amazing. And that you probably spend so much energy, waste so much energy Mm -hmm. feeling guilty that you're not accomplishing that. Take a few minutes and think about, do you actually want to accomplish it? And if you don't, make it go away and feel so much lighter. And if you do want to accomplish it, then go for it. Mm -hmm. And realize that that path of going for it is not going to be uh, an immediate gratification. That Mm -hmm. it's going to be a path that you have to stay on where you're on this path because you know that this is the path that you want to be on. This is the path where there will be more joy. There is joy along the way. The journey is satisfying. And the journey is worth it if it means enough to you. So also understand that your journey doesn't have to look exactly the way you think it should look because I think that people have an idea of what the journey should look like or what that journey's look like for other people and they expect their journey to be the same but your journey is totally different. Like you're coming from a different life. You're coming from a different starting point. So your destination, if, even if it might look similar to someone else's, your journey to get from where you currently are to that place is going to be totally different. And you have to accept that you might not be in control of the timeline, but as long as you keep moving forward, you will reach that destination at yeah, some point. Yeah, the destination is coming. And if if it means enough to you, then you will be go, willing to go through the path that will get you to that. You you pick your goal. You pick something that matters to you. You think about why it matters to you so that when you hit those hiccups along the road, because you know that the hiccups are coming because it's a challenging path, because that's why it's satisfying because it's a challenging path, you can fall back on your why and say, yes, that's why I'm continuing to go down this path. It's a satisfying path because this is is why I'm doing it. Yeah, and I think that those hiccups are important to just acknowledge as well because, it's, okay, say you're like, all right, 
I've got it, guys. There's no perfect time. I'm going to start right now, and I'm going to jump in right now, and I'm going to start run my running journey, or I'm going to increase my mileage, or I'm going to start doing speed work today so I can try to get faster, and you start going, right? And then you're going for a week, you're going for two weeks, and maybe you're not seeing those results. And you can then say, see, I told you I shouldn't have done this. Like you can go back and say, yep, yep, I shouldn't have done it. I don't know why I did this. And, and you can choose to see that as evidence of why you shouldn't have started in the first place, right? Or you could say, okay, I'm two weeks in. Maybe it's going to take a little longer than I expected it to. And that's okay. Yeah. Maybe it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, you know, we've on this break of trying to keep, uh, keep the kids being able to burn some energy where they're not running around at school and on playgrounds and stuff like that. Um, we're having them go outside and run and mm-hmm. they're timing out what is roughly a 40 yard dash. Yeah. I didn't measure anything. I literally stepped it out, but I'm pretty good after years of coaching track that I can roughly step out a 40 yard dash. And the, the seven year old just keeps running it. And she wants to do it day after day thinking that, running really hard on Monday is going to reap massive benefits on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's not. And then she gets frustrated. Yeah. And I'm like, she's, my legs are so sore. I'm like, that's cause you ran really, really fast yesterday. And when I told you that you should stop at three, you insisted on doing three more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, you're getting slower on number four five and six. And she went into the house like storming, like angry that yeah. she wasn't faster on the sixth one. I'm like, you're tired. Mm-hmm. Like you're really tired. Cause you're seven and you're sprinting 40 yard dashes like I wouldn't have my track kids doing as much volume as you're hitting right now at that intensity it's it's crazy um but she wants she wants the results tomorrow Mm. or really she wants the results yesterday yeah because she wants to be as good as her sister yes so that's a big part of it it's that comparison she knows what her older sister hit so she thinks she needs to be right there also right so then you've got both of the issues popping up immediately you've got the comparison and then you've got the i want the results now Mm -hmm. and both of these are creating issues so realize that the journey is going to be a longer thing yes it's great to jump both feet in you know there's the there's a line of jump and then build the wings on the way down like it's great or jump and the net will appear jump and the net will appear sure good positive frame of mind but on on running on health on eating better on growing wealth and things like that most of these are lengthy paths yeah most of them are not immediate overnight sensations and people that make it look like an overnight sensation are probably working some sort of an illusion (laughs) so we leave you with the thought of if not now when and that's kind of going back to the title of this episode if not now when is it something that you actually want to do or if it's not take it off your plate right if it is something that you actually want to do what's holding you back from starting it right now all right so speaking of maybe not the perfect time to do things um we're dealing with a lot of race cancellations right now because of this pandemic. And there are people that have been training for races for months and months and months. And a lot of these races are either canceling and offering a virtual option, or they're pushing back and rescheduling races, or they're doing both. And so our runner of the week this week was scheduled to run a full marathon this past weekend. Yes. And that marathon, of course, got canceled and they did reschedule it, but they also offered a virtual option. And he decided that he was going to run the full marathon 
by himself. He's been training by himself. He did all of his runs by himself. So why not just run the full marathon by himself? And so he went out and actually ran his marathon PR solo. Nice in a virtual marathon. So that is super awesome. And this guy that is our runner of the week this week is one, he's he's new newer to our tribe. He's been with us a few months now. And uh, he's just super active. He's always very positive. He's always encouraging other runners. He's posting about his own runs. And we love to see that kind of action in the tribe. Yeah, newer, but very, very open, very yeah. interactive, and that's and very encouraging of others. Not just mm-hmm. sharing his own story, but, but cheering on with others stories and and that's that's the thing I mean that's what helps bring the joy and spread the love and that's what we try to promote in our real life runners tribe so if you're not a member of our Facebook group yet you can find us if you go to realliferunnerstribe.com you can sign up to be included in our Facebook you just, um, just opt in there and we will send you the link for our private Facebook group um, and so our runner of the week this week like we said just congratulations because you just PR'd on a virtual marathon, which is amazing. So we wanted to honor Bob Lyons as our runner of the week this Woo-hoo! week. Woohoo! Way to go, Bob! <laughs> so when we contacted Bob to let him know that we chose him, this is the message he sent. Hi guys, I started listening to the Real Life Runners podcast along with a couple others to help pass the miles on my marathon training season. I started to really like this podcast in particular because you both are genuine, real people and the topics you bring to the table are really interesting. From episode 122 when Kevin got pretty transparent to another more recent episode that discussed the fact that we become like the people we spend the most time with. I was training for the Carmel Marathon in Indianapolis this spring when they decided to push it back to mid-June. I'm grateful that they did give runners the option to do it virtually, so I chose to run my marathon last Saturday. I have trained for distance races solo for several years, so I thought nothing to run the marathon solo. Due to some crashing issues on my first two marathons and a minor issue on my third, I finally felt strong enough nearly the entire 26.2 miles and as a result obtained my personal best. My Garmin said 5.25.35, but I added about 10 minutes for stopping to get some Gatorade my family brought and having a restroom stop at a gas station because, you know, during a marathon, the clock doesn't pause. I also want to take a moment to address the pandemic and mental health. On Easter Sunday of 2015, one of my brothers took his own life, so I take every opportunity to express to others that if you are struggling, please reach out. You are loved, your life matters, and if your heart is beating, your life has a purpose. I really love that he shared that. That I mean, it's, yeah. that they, just shows who he is. Yeah. That, that's the message that he's trying to spread is mm-hmm. spread so much love. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Uh, finally, he adds in, please see the attached video. My wife made a little finish line for me so that it felt like an actual race. My five and nine-year-old kids were pretty excited. I, of course, had to pass the sign and then <laughs> circle back as my watch said it was only at 26.1. <laughs> think that like all of us that use gps watches can totally understand that feeling and would probably do the same thing like you can't run 26.1 miles like what like no that's just wrong you just can't do that yeah that was the first time that ever gave you a training run that was 13 miles and you came back and ran 13.1 you're like i did my half i'm like okay yeah (laughs) i i I don't do that anymore i actually did just run 13 point miles or 13 miles i don't know a couple weeks ago or whatever and i actually stopped yeah Yeah. i actually stopped but of course the first time i did it i'm going to do 13.1 well yeah and when you're doing a virtual marathon you're going to run Mm 26.2 but i gotta i gotta imagine that the uh the five and nine year old were very confused as to why dad ran past (laughs) 
crossed the finish line. Why is line. he still going? <laughs> Clearly, his wife knew exactly why. Like, ah, oh, his watch says it's not 26.2. <laughs> so, anyway, Bob, thank you so much for sharing your running journey with us in the, in the Facebook tribe. We are, you know, loving watching all of your accomplishments. And thank you also for sharing that very personal aspect of your own story and part of the reason why you run and spread um, that message of, of mental health because it is very important. And we, we totally agree. And my family has been touched by depression and addiction and other me- mental health issues like pretty much I would say most families have at this point. I think that there you'd probably be very hard-pressed. Hard-pressed. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. To find a family that has no one, no experience with any form of mental health issue. And so bringing more of a light to those things are very important. And letting people know that they are not alone is hugely important, especially like you said, especially during this time of social isolation where we are more isolated than ever. And understanding that there are still people that care about you out there is hugely important yes thank you for shining a light on on that issue and thank you simply for shining a light period period so thank you bob congratulations and thank you to all of you for spending this time with us as always we appreciate you so much we appreciate it when you listen when you download when you share our show with a friend and bring more people into our tribe so that we can continue to share the love for running and just continue to build the light that we're trying to spread in this world if you haven't yet please leave us a review on itunes so that more people can find our show those really do help and every review matters and we see them we read them and we are inspired by you and all of your stories um, that you share with us every week that wraps up our show today thank you for joining us this has been the real life runners episode number 135 now get out there and run your life